Uh, good morning. Today we are unveiling our omnibus transportation bill. Minnesotans expect our transportation system to be safe, modern, and efficient. But over the years, underfunding has left roads and bridges in terrible condition, and transit is underdeveloped. The American Society of Civil Engineers rated Minnesota's roads as a D-plus on their most recent infrastructure report card. Bridges received a C, and transit was awarded a C-minus, which I think is generous grading. Parents wouldn't be happy with those grades from their children, and Minnesotans shouldn't be happy with those grades either. Minnesota is not a D or C state. The Minnesota Values Budget makes significant, honest investments to address the safety risks posed by our aging infrastructure and will improve our transit system. Minnesotans have had enough of our crumbling infrastructure. It's time to take real action. This morning, we are joining Governor Walls in offering Minnesotans a choice, a choice between crumbling roads, bridges that are structurally deficient, a mass transit system that falls further and further behind our competitors in other parts of the country, and a choice between potholes and pavement. We believe strongly that it's important to invest in infrastructure all across Minnesota, and transportation infrastructure is particularly important. We have a large state with economic centers spread out. Our transit and our transportation needs are significant throughout the state, and we have underfunded them. We do not uh, come here because uh, the gas tax is everyone's favorite tax or because everybody, anybody wants to pay more, but we have to invest and we have to pay for what we get. Uh, that's the choice in front of us, and so we are happy to join Governor Walls in giving, giving Minnesotans a choice between investment and progress on transportation and the status quo or falling further behind. We don't want Minnesota's economy to crumble on a failing transportation network, and that's why we are offering this proposal today. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming. I'm Frank Hornstein, the chair of the Transportation Finance and Policy Division uh, in the Minnesota House of Representatives. And I especially want to thank Speaker Hortman and Majority Leader Winkler for their unwavering support of our transportation plan. Uh, they've helped to develop it, and uh, we really appreciate uh, their involvement. And I also want to thank these Lyuna workers. Um, they have shown their support consistently and passionately throughout the session, both here at the Capitol and in the five field hearings throughout the state uh, that our committee embarked on uh, at the beginning of the session. They know this bill is one of the most important jobs bills of this session. Uh, and they know that it will create good and sustainable jobs now and well into the future. And while it's important to focus on the numbers and the spreadsheets and the revenue streams in this bill and to discuss specific projects uh, that will be funded, uh, let's not lose sight of the fact that transportation is at its core about people. It's about uh, the Lyuna workers and their families. It's about Minnesotans getting to their jobs safely, efficiently, on modern roads and transit systems built for the 21st century. The bill that we are unveiling today establishes permanent, sustainable, ongoing, and dedicated funding for transportation that meets the needs of our growing state. And let's be clear. The gas tax is uh, dedicated to roads and bridges in our Constitution. Article 14, the Minnesota Constitution, roads and bridges only. 
Uh, this gas tax will be phased in over four years, one nickel per year, and it will meet the state's established road and bridge needs. We also have a transit plan that will expand public transportation throughout the state. Most transit users are commuters, students, those that don't own cars, and those that uh, can't drive, uh, including people with disabilities who use metro mobility, dial-a-ride, and regular route bus service. And we make needed improvements to the metro transit system. This sustainable long-term plan will serve Minnesotans wherever they live, whether it's a farmer getting goods to market, a worker getting to a job, a senior citizen who needs to get to a doctor's appointment, or a college student getting to classes. All of us will benefit from this forward-looking plan. And I'd now like to call on our Transportation Finance and Policy Division's Vice Chair, uh, Brad Tapke from Shakopee, who has been a fantastic partner and has helped to develop this bill. Brad. Thank you very much, Chair Hornstein, and uh, everyone for being here. I, as uh, the chair said, I'm from Shakopee, District 55A, and uh, we have, I used to be the mayor of Shakopee, and during that time, we focused really hard on transportation investments and infrastructure. We talked a lot about transit. We talked a lot about connecting the suburbs uh, more closely to greater Minnesota and the metro, and worked really hard to focus on those investments that are critical for our communities. And this bill, I'm very excited to have worked on this bill with Chair Hornstein and with leadership in order to get a bill that invests in a bold and aggressive way in transportation throughout the entire state of Minnesota, from greater Minnesota through the suburbs and urban uh, areas for uh, what we want to do for the future and looking forward for what our communities want. And so I knocked on thousands and thousands of doors during the campaign. And transportation, especially in the suburbs, is the number one issue that we heard from all of our constituents. And this plan helps to move that forward and to meet the needs of our residents. So thank you. And our final speaker uh, is Joel Smith, a council representative for the uh, Labor's uh, in, uh, International Union of North America. Thank you very much, Joel, for being here. Thank you. <clears throat> Good morning. My name is Joel Smith. I'm the council representative of Liuna, Minnesota, North Dakota. That's spelled L-I-U-N-A, Labor's International Union of North America. We are proud to represent 12,000 skilled laborers from five local unions across Minnesota. We, along with our brothers and sisters from Minnesota's construction trade unions, operating engineers, Local 49, Iron Workers, Local 512, Carpenters District Council, and Cement Finishers, Local 633. Together, we are proud to represent more than 40,000 skilled construction workers across Minnesota. We are your friends and neighbors who build and maintain our roads, highways, bridges, and transit-related development. We are here today to deliver a simple message. We need to fix our roads, bridges, and transportation infrastructure to improve safety. Our roads were recently graded at D+, our bridges a C, and our transit a C-. Trust the men and women who are responsible for building and maintaining our transportation infrastructure. Minnesota's crumbling roads and deficient bridges and transit is putting our safety at risk. 1,000 Minnesota bridges and hundreds of miles of roads are in poor condition. Look no further than the potholes in the streets where you live. 
We deserve better. Our children deserve safe transportation to school. Our first responders deserve safe roads. We deserve better than to be stuck in traffic. We deserve better than expensive car repairs due to potholes and roads in poor conditions. We have been kicking the can down the road since 2008. In the next 20, year, 20 years, Minnesota's population will increase by close to 1 million. If you think our crumbling roads and deficient bridges and transit are bad now, just wait. We need to act now. A 20 cent increase in the gas tax indexed to inflation would make Minnesota safer, ensure nothing like I-35W bridge collapse happens again. The governor is proposing an honest and common sense increase in the gas tax that meets funding needs to maintain our current transportation system for the next 20 years. Governor Walls and the House DFL caucus transportation proposal will make Minnesotans safer and create 84,126,000 construction jobs. The legislator has the opportunity to fix our crumbling infrastructure and create jobs for Minnesotans. It's time, to, it's time for our elected officials, Republicans and Democrats, from the Metro and Greater Minnesota to come together and get the job done. Thank you. Thank you. We'll take questions. Uh, mirrors the governor's proposal. We do have uh, additional funding for transit, um, and uh, our, uh, we have um, a slight difference in the uh, uh, registration fees, the, the uh, tab fees. In fact, our, our tab fee proposal actually lowers the tab fee for uh, uh, those that have older vehicles. Yes, our sales tax is a half cent. Okay, so that's different from the governor's Correct. Tax. And, and is this local option, or would the legislature impose that, and, and is it all seven counties? Or? It, it's all seven counties. The first quarter cent will go directly to the Met Council. The second quarter cent goes to the Transportation uh, Advisory Board, the TAB, uh, which consists of uh, local elected officials and, and others, uh, and they have a list of, of projects and a, a set of criteria that they use, their road, uh, and transit and bike ped projects. So it's not to counties like Not, there, there won't be an allocation to counties, or, or, a, or the counties won't be taking any votes on, on this part of the project, uh, part of the bill. Talk about small cities. Yes, and the, thank you. Uh, we, we also have a dedicated revenue stream for the first time uh, for small cities uh, under 5,000. Uh, they have been left out of the uh, funding formula um, forever. <laughs> and so for the first time, we, we have uh, dedicated funding to them. Uh, and this is very, very important because we have many small cities that have many needs. So it's one of the, one of the ways in which this is really a, a very bold and innovative uh, transportation package that we haven't had before. So to be clear, the, uh, for the small cities, that's not part of the governor's package? He doesn't have this particular... A funding stream uh, that we do that's ongoing and dedicated. Can you uh, compare and contrast this with the uh, Senate transportation bill that they're here? Um, I think that's a very, very partial uh, bill that um, uh, I think falls far short of um, what we need uh, in terms of uh, making the necessary long term and sustainable investments in roads, bridges, and transit. In fact, there's no transit in this in this proposal, in, in the Senate proposal. <laughs> There's lots of transit in this proposal. <laughs> What's your schedule? 
Uh, we will be uh, having an initial hearing on the bill today at, uh, in our committee at 1245. Uh, we'll kind of just go over all the provisions. It's about 115 pages. Uh, and then we'll take public testimony tomorrow. Uh, we'll have amendments and mark up the bill on Thursday and, and pass the bill out uh, Thursday, uh, later in the day or evening. Well, when you take money from the general fund, you're taking money away from schools, from health care, from public safety. Uh, and the reason that uh, roads and bridges are in the Constitution is that uh, uh, our, uh, our, our foremothers and forefathers understood that uh, transportation was a unique and important piece of, the, uh, of our budget. And so that's why to have the dedicated funding that isn't subject to the, the whims of any uh, particular uh, political year, it's not subject to the ups and downs of our economy uh, or whether the, we have a deficit or a surplus. This is ongoing, it's sustainable, uh, it uh, is reliable, and, um, and it protects our schools and, and, and other priorities in the, in the general fund. So this is, this is the way that we fund transportation. This was the way that it was meant to fund, that we were meant to fund transportation in our Constitution. How do you get GOP senators on board with this plan? Well, um, I think there are, uh, we had uh, Republicans that were on board the last time we passed a, a substantial uh, transportation plan. Uh, uh, the Speaker and I and Majority Leader were, were all uh, here then. And uh, this has been historically a bipartisan issue. And I think that when people understand that uh, projects in their districts will be funded, uh, that um, uh, this is something that is going to put people back to work, uh, I think there's a, an obvious issue with the condition of our pavement and the condition of our infrastructure. Uh, everyone agrees we need to invest in this. And this is the bill that will do it. When you look around the country, you see Republicans offering gas tax proposals in states that are pure red, red House, red Senate, red governor, uh, increasing their gas taxes uh, substantially because it's a user fee. Even Milton Friedman liked the gas tax because, I mean, I wouldn't say like, but he, he disliked the gas tax the least of all taxes because it is a user fee and those who use the roads pay the most. And the people who use the roads the most are telling us we need this investment. <laughs> I have to pay no. union dues nope. now, though, so that's... I am not known for my fashions. Is it somewhat unfair in that if I have the money to drop $100,000 on a Tesla, I don't pay that tax? Well, uh, first of all, um, uh, you will be paying a significantly higher registration fee, and that goes, uh, and so that's number one. Number two, you'll be paying higher motor vehicle sales tax fees. Uh, and uh, also, uh, electric vehicles, we would like to have more electric vehicles on the road. Uh, that's better for our air and our, our climate. Uh, but Minnesotans, it's, it's basically one quarter of 1% of the fleet is electric at this point. And last year, uh, Representative Garofalo did uh, uh, impose a fee that 
the legislature approved and the governor signed of $75 per electric vehicle because they, we do believe they should be paying some. And we are going to take some, we're going to take that $75 in our bill and dedicate that to building more electric vehicle infrastructure. Mention the tab fee reduction. Yes, and again, uh, if, if you're not uh, buying a $100,000 vehicle, uh, you, uh, because of our depreciation schedule, you will actually be paying less. Uh, this is a car that's 11 years uh, old or older. You're actually getting a reduction in your license tab fees. There will be uh, offsetting tax cuts in the uh, Representative Marquardt's bill, which I, I believe he'll be unveiling on Sunday, um, to counterbalance the impact of the gas tax on, on Minnesota families. So looking at the total impact on Minnesota families of the, the honest Minnesota values budget, uh, working families can see a reduction in their taxes. Any more questions? Just to clarify, how, besides the gas tax, how many revenue so we have the uh, uh, license uh, tab fee uh, for roads and bridges. Uh, we have a, uh, an increase in the, uh, we have the motor vehicle sales tax, a slight increase uh, in that, and then we have the uh, metro sales tax. Uh, so those are the four main revenue streams in this bill. Thank you, everyone.